all know the news is garbage. Week after week, we hear about fresh outrage, politicians behaving badly, massive accidents, weather disasters, the end of the world. The Dump is a weekly podcast for those who want to stay up to date on the news with a quick and dirty and funny TLDR. I'm your host, Rebecca Barnard. Join us as we take deep dives into the trash that is current events, interview the experts, sort the headlines, and compact it all together in a short, hot episode. And just like America, no material is ever recycled. The Dump, where all the news belongs. So subscribe now and listen every Sunday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's Unstable Tubby with Sarah and Maggie. Please hold for an important message. Hey, you freak Sarah Adams. I can't get to my phone right now, so just leave me a quick message. I'll give you a call back as soon as I can. Thanks. Well, hello, Sarah Adams. It's me, Maggie Reese Austin. And I just wanted to say how much I love the little flyer you made about us shooting and editing footage for events, for recaps or promos, because that's one of my favorite things to do with you is go to fun events, capture the spirit of it, edit a nice little video and reel, and send off to these companies and organizations so they have some beautiful content. So I'm just excited to get that up on the website and do more of it with you, really, honestly. Kind of like working, but not working because it's so dang fun to do. Okay, bye. End of message. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. So this is unstable to me. When we're recording this episode in the year 2023, I am currently 39 years old. But when my earbuds will hear it, I will be 40. So I am talking to my future self. So this is airing on the day of my birth, the day my mother did the hard part and gave birth to me. You know, mothers don't get enough, I think, respect on children's birthdays. That's very wise of you as a 39-year-old to recognize that. I think your 40-year-old ears will be like, gosh, I was wise beyond my years. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to say. I feel this way. And I don't know if it's because I'm a, I'm a mom now and you have perspective on it. And you go through labor or whatever process you go through to become a parent or specifically a mom. And then the child has a birthday and you're so excited for them to grow older. And, you know, the first year is really about – the parents surviving the first year and mm-hmm. it gets less and less and less about the mom as the child ages. So I just want to say thanks mom for doing an amazing job 40 years ago. How do you know do you know your birth story like your the story of when you were born? I do. I was born very early in the morning, which tracks. I came very fast, so fast the story goes my nana, my mom's mom was there and my dad and um, the doctors thought I wasn't 
like I that my mom had time and it was not with an epidural. She did it all natural. And they ordered a story goes, they ordered a pizza. And I guess my mom was like, You're gonna freaking order a pizza and I'm in labor. Are you kidding me right now? And so and I was also on board with this thought, like, no, no one's gonna steal this thunder, you know? So then I am born and the way I hear it is my dad passes out. <laughs> classic, classic dad. But my Nana. Because he didn't have food in his stomach. That's what it was. He needed that pizza. <laughs> that's what it was. But my Nana catches him. Oh. Right? Because, of course, my Nana would do that. And apparently, like, I don't know for a fact, but they didn't keep women in the hospital that long after giving birth. I think they went home the next day and then my mom's grandmother, Mimi, she was very sick. She was like 90 something. She was able to hold me. That was like one of the last things when I was three days old. There's a picture of me and Mimi. That was very special and important to my mom. That was always part of my birth story. Oh, yeah. So that's uh, the way Sarah came into this world. All courtesy of Anne Lindbergh. Without her, there would be no me, you know? Yeah. I wonder, just thinking about pizza, and then we've talked previously on the podcast about like how Jamie, your husband, is always looking for the deals for pizza. (laughs) And I wonder if that's not like this trigger for you in a way. Like this, you're just like, are you going to look for deals for a pizza right now? (laughs) Could you imagine if the doctor's like, I was born in 83, and- Obviously, cell phone sort of thing. But now, if the same situation, all the doctors pulling out their cell phones, like looking for pizza deals before they order. Could you imagine? Yeah, they're like, this- oh, a two-for-one deal at Papa John's. I don't like Papa John's. <laughs> yeah, it would be a nightmare. It would be awful. So, Maggie, keeping on this birthday train, are you ready to jump on board for your first fact? I am. In the 19th and early 20th centuries, a popular 21st birthday present was to have all your teeth removed and replaced with a set of dentures. The idea was it would prevent the expense of dental treatment later in life. Wow. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So 21, you get a new set of teeth. Could you imagine having... You turn 21. I would dread it, having all your teeth pulled. Yeah. It's one of those things, though. It's like culturally, that probably was a status symbol. And it was like, look at me. Now I got these new teeth. But also, it was the late 19th, early 20th century. So it was anesthesia thing. Like, that would be a very painful way to start your 21st birthday versus now the tradition of just getting really wasted and then waking up feeling in pain. Back then, it was like we're going into the day expecting pain. Right. And then you wake up the next day. Did you have a big 21st birthday celebration? No, I think I went to a piano bar. Like Pete's Piano or something like that? Yeah, Pete's Piano on 6th Street. Yeah, that's what I did. But I also was like, I just felt like I was so over the party scene when I was 21. (laughs) It's funny. I was like, can't we just go get a nice dinner, get a Merlot and enjoy (laughs) ourselves? Have a nice conversation? (laughs) And now you're like, give me two. Same thing, I guess. Yeah, I'm really the same person. I'm really, I haven't had a birthday party though in a minute. But yeah, I didn't do a big blowout. Did you do a big 21st birthday? Not that I remember. I think so. (laughs) 
not that I remember, right? No, it wasn't like a big, like a small group of us maybe went to a couple bars because you would show your um, ID and they would give you free drinks because it was turning 21 on your birthday. I think we did that on Fry Street, but it wasn't like, I don't remember there being like a cake or a party or, you know what I mean? Like invites. Like 30th, as you know, I did it big. That was a great one. I was, I was, I did it right on my 30th. Yeah. When I turned 21, I did not have my teeth pulled, nor do I remember like like waking up and paying the next day. That's weird. Isn't that strange? I feel like nowadays, is it still a big deal when people turn 21? I don't even know. I don't even know. Because it's kind of like, are birthdays still even like a super big deal? Yours, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big deal. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I think so. I think now what's interesting is on the social medias, all the people that I went to school with, the college and all that stuff are also now celebrating their 40th. So mm. I get to see how different people, how they're choosing to celebrate a big milestones like your 21st. Talking about birthday parties makes me want to know the reaction to this question. So Maggie, are you ready to react? Yes. Okay. So we talked about a big popular 21st birthday present was to have all your teeth pulled for dentures. I guess people were excited about these. So can you remember your most treasured birthday gift? Mm. You know what? I don't really remember birthday gifts. I'm trying to think. I guess maybe maybe for my 30th, someone, I can't remember who, sent me a dancing chicken in the middle of a restaurant, but I don't know. I don't know That's like really that the only. I don't know who that was. And I wasn't that even was... there for to see it. I know. You didn't even come to my 30th birthday. I didn't. Was I just, did I just give birth? Where, where was I? No. Where was I? Don't I? Know. Where were you? Why weren't you there? No, because you turned 30. I was 34. And you were gone, absent from my birthday. I was pregnant. I was either pregnant or I'd just given birth. You were pregnant, but you had not just given birth because no, you gave birth pregnant. to Walter. Yeah. Yeah. Three Why months didn't later. I go to your breakfast. That really, I'm going to have to go back and look. But I did send a chicken. But you sent a chicken. I sent a chicken. Which was the greatest gift. Welcome to Putin on the Ritz, the segment where Sarah and Maggie speak in bad Russian accents and share a Ritz tracker recipe from the internet. Sarah. This recipe for a Ritz cracker treat is one I have made up myself. In honor of your 40th birthday today, I invented Putin on the Ritz birthday cake. Simply take a delicious buttery Ritz cracker, top with your favorite buttercream or cream cheese frosting, add a few colorful sprinkles, and ta-da! A delicious dessert cracker as sweet as you are. What do you think? Hello. Wow. 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 Hello. Yes, that's cracker cake sounds delicious. You would you like me to make you some birthday cake crackers for I your special love, day? I would love a birthday cake cracker to uh one. One birth. I'm not uh, how you say big uh, icing person. This was my question. You know, like icing, I'm but do you a... like cream cheese frosting? That's why I add this as an option. I... Not just buttercream, but... add the cream cheese. But it's still 
how do you say icing? Yes. So no. I'll eat it, I'll enjoy it, and I'm like, mm, that's nice, but no more. You know, it's good once. I am I like cake. So I would enjoy cracker more than icing. Yeah? Yes, yes. This is my question then. I will modify my recipe just for you. (laughs) This is birthday cake Ritz cracker. Simply take a Ritz cracker, serve it to your friend on her birthday. (laughs) It is a Ritz cracker birthday treat. How you not sponsored by Ritz? I don't know. I don't know. I give so much business to Ritz Cracker. The best cracker. The best Ritz Cracker in the whole world is Ritz Cracker. Not sponsored by Ritz Cracker. Does this sound yummy? Nah. All right, Maggie, you ready for your fact? I am. It is said the Greeks created round cakes to honor the goddess Artemis, who was the goddess of the moon. The candles, when lit, represented the moon's glow. When they blew out the candles, they believed the smoke carried their wishes to the gods living in the sky. I have always heard of, you know, blow your candles out, make a wish. I never realized where that came from. Well, Artemis, the goddess of the moon. What a delightful fact. Yeah, I don't know when this happened. And I know we've talked about it in the previous recent episode about research that I've done. And I actually looked this one up too several times because I was curious about the tradition of blowing out candles. And this is the one that kept popping up because, I, you know, how do you, how do you fact track this? I would assume like the Greeks wrote it down. Yeah, for sure. Or like told it year after year after mm-hmm. year. And they're like, your uncle told my aunt mm-hmm. told. And somehow it got transitioned into from a like for her to us. Right. Yeah. Because it was just to honor her. But now it's to I guess someone's like, well, if we're sending wishes up, maybe we should do this more often. For us. Yeah. Maybe we should do it for, for our own selves, though, too. You know, what's your biggest wish? Well, if I tell you, Maggie, it's not going to come true. Well, where did that come? It's not true. That's not true. How do you know that? You don't know. You don't know. (laughs) Don't they say that like if you want to manifest something, you should speak it into existence? This is true. This is contradictory to what the Greeks did. It's like wish versus speaking. A wish versus a manifest. Maybe the next iteration of birthday cakes is just going to be a manifestation cake where you blow out candles with your manifestation. Do you remember during COVID – how people wouldn't blow out candles anymore. Yeah, well, everything was cupcakes, right? Like you could oh, blow out on your individual true. cupcake, but then I think that's something that I am keeping. Yeah, why? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do. I mean, I'll do cake for like family birthday, but for like a birthday party, I'm just like cupcakes make more sense. There's yes. no slicing. There's mm-hmm. no plates. It's just like take it, eat it. Yes be done with it yeah i did cookies for walters this past year which was good you know he asked him what he wanted which jamie asked me what type of cake i wanted for my birthday and i thought about it and like putin said i don't really like i'm not a big cake person i like cake i'll eat cake i enjoy cake but if given the choice what is it that i really want to enjoy and it's a cookie cake a cookie cake cookie cake this year we'll see i don't know he he seemed uneasy about that idea what about brownies? I love a brownie, but I would have to make them probably. You know, 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, no, I get that. But a cookie cake is still technically a cake. It's just a humongous cookie. Yeah. That is called a cake. Uh, I, I am interested. So the react that I have, as we talked about, this came of blowing out candles from the Greeks, right? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you your favorite type of cake. Yes. But I'm also curious, are you pro ice cream cake? Because I feel like that doesn't get enough playtime. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm pro all cake. I equal cake employer, equal cake eater. Uh, the only cake I'm not a super fan is German chocolate, but that's because of the coconut. You know, not a big coconut guy. There's coconut in German chocolate? Yeah, it's covered in like the coconut outside frosting. I thought it was nuts. No, it's to- no, it's like totally covered in coconut. But it's is like it covered in coconut and also chocolate, like coconut and chocolate icing. Yeah, it's got like some pecan. It's got yeah, it's it's a chocolate cake, but it's covered. It's got it always has this coconut on it. Didn't know that. I'm anti coconut, so it's probably why it just hasn't been on my radar. If, if you are anti coconut, avoid German chocolate cake. I'm just putting it. Just like make it a rule. N- no, but like to call it a chocolate cake. You know, a German. Well, it is a chocolate cake. It is, but it's not. Like when I hear chocolate cake, I I don't want coconut. I feel like that's misleading. I think it should be a German coconut chocolate cake. Put if it's such a big ingredient, let's call a spade a spade. Let's put it out there. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a warning label. I think we should talk to the government about getting a warning label on German chocolate cake. Is there any cakes you you're you're not going to eat? I mean, I would still eat a German chocolate cake. I would just be, I would just not eat all of the coconut icing. No, I would eat every cake. I love ice cream cake. I think ice cream cake is hard to cut. So it's mm. not like a cake I'm going to buy for myself. Mm. But if okay. someone else has it, I'm going to, of course, indulge. Yeah. Um, red velvet, great. Lemony, perfect. Vanilla, fantastic. Funfetti, get it to me. But for your wedding, you didn't have cake. That's because Kyle's not a big cake guy. Oh my gosh, another commonality between Kyle and I. I know. It's honestly like I'm starting to see why you are my best friend and why Kyle is my husband is because (laughs) give it another 10 years and you're just one – you're just going to become the same person. person. You'll be texting me like, my fantasy football league. No, never am I going to do that. Never am I going to do that. Kyle Kyle can have that for the rest of his days. I'm never never going to – no. Never. That's it for this episode. Wasn't that fun? Now it's time for you to subscribe and follow. And share this episode with a friend. Maybe even your bestie. Find us everywhere online at Unstable Topics. And for more antics, visit us at The Monthly Junk. Bye. Bye. Peace.